Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sportsish with Elisa Hernandez. I'm not going to lie. It's been a very busy, busy few weeks. And I will say I appreciate all the support that I've received on Sportsish so far. And for those of you who don't know, I have two other jobs outside of being the host of Sportsish. I'm a field producer for Spectrum Sportsnet LA, and I also work for the NFL Network. Training camp is starting up, and well, we've seen all the moves that the Dodgers have made. So my friends always joke and say that I have a million jobs, and it's kind of always been that way. Starting off working in sports, you do every and anything. And once you get started getting in a rhythm, jobs and opportunities really start finding you. And that's one of the things that really happened to me early on in my career. It's funny because when I look back at how I started at NFL Network, I was an intern there back in 2013. And people always ask me, how did you get that opportunity? (laughs) To be honest, I really don't remember (laughs) because (laughs) I don't know if I applied or if I knew someone. Um... I'm kind of dating myself a little bit because now I feel kind of old, but I don't really know how I did it. But I got in the door. And the biggest thing that my mom would always tell me is to say thank you. We all learned that as kids. But she would always told me, take it a step further and let people know that you appreciate anything and everything that they do for you. And so I remember when my internship was ending, my sister and my mom told me, like, you should really send out thank you cards. That's a really big thing. And nowadays, people just say thank you or they send an email and things like that. And she said, you know, written cards really do go a long way. Now, I'm in college. I haven't written the letters since I used to fold them up in like this origami style of writing back in high school. But I took their advice. I went ahead and I bought some thank you cards. And then because I'm a little, little extra... I went ahead and got some gift cards as well. So I think I got like $5 gift cards. Now you have to imagine, like I'm broke at the time. So (laughs) me buying you $5 gift cards is really a luxury. And so I made sure that I bought one for each person in the blue room. It was known as the blue room because that was a digital editing room. Now there was probably a solid 10 people that worked in there. And they were all great people and being I think at the time, the only girl that was interning in there, I really took it upon myself to make connections and learn from as many people in that room as I possibly could. Now, everyone that had worked in there is now going off to do great things. I've seen them at, you know, The Ringer. I've seen them at EA Sports. I've seen them move up within NFL Network. And so I always tell the students that I go talk to in high school classes and things like that. It is important to build the relationships with everyone, people above you, people below you, all that stuff. But the crucial relationships do come from the people that you see next to you, the people that are working alongside with you, because realistically, in 10 years, that's who you're going to see. The people above you, they're going to go on and retire and, and do what they need to do for their lives. But the people that you are working with now, the people that you see in circles now and see around the industry now, that's who you're going to see in 10 years. And it's really truthful now because I've seen writers that I knew back in the day writing for small publications. They're now working for LA Times, ESPN LA, things like that. So when I see them out in the field, I have a connection and people think like, oh my gosh, you know this person from 
X, Y, and Z, when realistically we really started out in the trenches together. So I always tell people it's important to build with the people next to you. That's key. So leaving the blue room, getting all the skills that I learned from editing and and really working in a collaborative environment to create content for NFL.com, there I went, writing my notes, (laughs) trying to personalize each one. You know, there's still a few members that work NFL Network, and I think if I see them again, and I say that because obviously we're in a pandemic kind of state and we're trying to get back to normal but if i do see them at the office i'm gonna ask if they still have that thank you card or at the very least if they remember the thank you card because i think asking if they still have it might be a little bit too presumptuous (laughs) so i don't want to i don't want to put them on the spot like that because if they put me on the spot like that i'd probably lie and say oh yeah it's somewhere in my desk uh but i went ahead and did that i know that it did mean a lot because it was a genuine thing to do and I'm telling you guys this story because what ended up happening is that years later after I graduated I went to go work for Taiwan Cable Sportsnet in their productions department and I was kind of looking for a new job or I was looking for something to bring in some extra income you know I'm graduating from college I'm fresh out I'm trying to find my way in this world and so my friend McKenna Keel shout out to McKenna I love her she let me know about a job opening at NFL Network. Now, was this job this glorious on-camera or top-tier editor job? Of course not. I was. I started off working on the ticker. And for those of you who don't know what the ticker is, if you watch ESPN, NBC News, NFL Network, that small bar at the bottom that scrolls with information, I'm talking about DJ's mock draft, breaking news, program alerts, all that stuff. I was in charge of that. And she had recommended me for this job. Like, hey, like, they need a ticker operator to work overnight shifts, to work day shifts, to work morning shifts. Like, are you, you know, are you open to it? And so because I knew I had been an intern there before, I knew that I could make my way. I just needed to get in the door. So I told her yes. And there I went to become the new ticker operator at NFL Network. And I will say it was pretty intense how I came in. And you always think you're ready for opportunities, right? And so when I went in, I had to take like a grammar test and a writing test, which obviously they want to make sure you can spell things correctly. And then I had to take a very intense NFL quiz. Now, I won't go into details of it, but it was pretty intense. It was about 10 pages long. But the whole point of this is to let you guys know that I was really nervous because I left a good portion of that stuff blank. And at the end of my test, I just wrote like, I know that I left some spaces blank. But if given this job, if given this opportunity, I will make sure that I learn all those things and they will never be blank if you ever ask me again or something on the lines of that. Now, I kind of took a risk there because I'm pretty sure you couldn't ad-lib on the test, but the way I looked at it was like, that's just my personality, and that's what I would tell you if you were in front of me. So I submitted my test, I walked out, I felt pretty good, and a couple weeks later, I, you know, I got the call to, you know, let me know I got the job. So I was really happy about that. Honestly, being a ticker operator, I met a lot of great people, some USC alum, some other people that had aspirations to work on assignment desks. I mean, it was just this mini ticker community, I guess you could say, of just hard workers and people that are just trying to make in this industry. And so from there, I was doing that. I was pretty good at it. 
I I liked it. You know, it was fun. I, I think the people I worked with made it fun. Um, and one time, my old intern boss passed by, and he walked by me and was just like hi Lisa and I looked up and I was like hey and then he kind of stopped and looked back at me and he's like what are you what are you doing here like what what are you doing on the ticker and I said I work here and he's like why (laughs) but not in why do you work here like why did you come back and you're on the ticker now now don't no disrespect to all my ticker operators out there but for him he knew the skill set that I possessed and so he just let me know like hey come find me you know later or you know tomorrow we so we can talk and I said okay so I did that for a while and the conversation that I had with him basically was just asking me what I wanted to do and asking me where I saw myself and what my goal was here at NFL Network because he he knew that my goal was not to be the ticker operator. And so I I told him like, yeah, I mean, I want to get back to editing. I want to get back into that field. I haven't found a way to get in there, but my goal is to do just that. And I hope that if the opportunity comes up, like you think of me and he brought up the thank you note. And he said, like, I remember that you gave me this thank you note. And I remember thinking like, wow, that was really nice of you. And so that that stuck with me. And keep in mind, this is probably two years, three years, two, three years later after I was done being an intern. And so he let me know that that really stuck out over the years, different interns that came in that really stuck out to him. And so they didn't have anything open for me at the time. But he was like, I will keep you in mind if something does come up. And so I said, "Okay, that's all I can ask for. That's all you can really ask for from anyone, because no one owes you anything. I appreciated the fact that he just took the time to meet with me and just kind of go over some stuff with me. So I'm on the ticker operator and I had some fun times there. I worked overnight. We used to get free cookies. (laughs) I remember one time I saw Terrell Davis passing by. And he passed by and he's like, good morning. And keep in mind, it's like three in the morning because at the time they were filming NFL AM out of Culver City. And so he passed by and he's like, good morning. And I said, oh, good morning, TD. And then like I stopped myself and I'm like, I just said, I just said good morning to Terrell Davis. Like what? What life am I living right now? Um, And so to go from that to then editing some highlights of Terrell Davis, like that was like the growth for me. You know, and so how that opportunity came up is that they needed someone to run their Saturday videos and they needed someone to maintain the site. Now, Saturday, as you guys know, nothing happens, at least for the NFL. It's pretty much like a prep day, getting ready for Sunday, and there's no real interviews or anything coming in. It's basically just to manage for breaking news. And so they were like, if you can come in on Saturdays, realistically, I just think no one wanted that shift. It was from like six to two or something like that or or till four from seven to four and so I I'm all about it so I said of course I'll come in like I'll do it just let me know what I need to do and they were pretty easy shows for the most part when you're starting out you have to kind of like I said do everything and anything and so I gave up my Saturdays for a while to kind of do this position and when the season started kicking off they offered me like hey like why don't you come in and, and help us with the Sunday videos so we'll take one of your ticker days because I used to work four days on the ticker. And so they would say, oh, I take one of your ticker days and you come here, like just, you know, whatever. And my 
my manager, I really am grateful for for him because he allowed me to do it. You know, he could have easily been like, sorry, like your job is this and that's what we hired you for. And if you want to go do that, you need. But he wasn't. He was very supportive. And that's what I did love about the culture that we had created at NFL Network and our, you know, we were all very supportive of each other. And so he approved it. He was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to stop you. And so I did that for a while until eventually I fully transitioned out of the ticker team and into the NFL digital media side. That was an accomplishment in myself because I gave myself a year deadline and that's exactly what I did. Within a year, I was transitioning out of being a ticker operator and into the digital media pool. There is a way that you can get comfortable there. And I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. So every year I wanted to grow vertically. Now, what I mean by that is you can grow horizontally, which means you're staying in the same department. You're basically doing the same thing. You just have a couple different opportunities. For me, growing vertically was moving up in an actual position title or moving up in a new content title where you're creating original content. And that was my goal. And so, again, I had people around me that were supportive of my dreams and supportive of me being a woman in sports, me being just a minority in sports, and me just being a good editor that wanted opportunities. And I know people might ask, like, I thought you wanted to be on camera. I thought that was the goal. And and it is. It always will be. It's going to be because I'm going to get it done. But it's the fact that I did like the editing and producing aspect of things as well. And so I wanted to make sure that I hone those skills to the best of my ability because you, when you one-man bandit, which means that you do everything for yourself, that is a necessary skill set to have. I don't know if I'm going to go to a small market where they may not have an editor, so I need to make sure that I can go in with that skill set or I can market myself to the best of my ability, especially as competitive as things are nowadays. So as I went there, continued to you know make my way, and the people that were then managing me were people that I used to intern with who, again, remembered the thank you notes. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's crazy how just such a small gesture, such a small thing, can turn into something so much bigger and can mean something so much more. And taking the time to do that really helped me two, three years later down the line. And so I definitely recommend that for anyone. Honestly, it's like you just have to cultivate those relationships. Make sure you don't burn any bridges for no reason. You know, it's just you have to pick your battles and kind of humble yourself in many ways. After that, I worked my way up for a while and then the opportunity came in for NFL International, which is primarily where I work at now. Now, the reason I said I've been busy these couple of weeks is because we're trying to do all kind of things. We do want to integrate the game of football. I mean, even just for me, like just seeing my family and my dad, like he likes watching football, but I know that he would watch it more if he knew it was in Spanish or if he knew where to watch it in Spanish. It's just basic questions I had always asked myself. One of the things that I really did love about the Lakers was when they had the Spanish broadcast, my dad was so <laughs> knowledgeable about stuff going on with the Lakers. Like he would call me to tell me things that he learned. And I love that because it just, it brought us together as father and daughter. And it also brought him closer to his team that he loved so much. And so the fact that I can play a role in that now for millions of NFL fans, like that's awesome. The crossroad that I'm at at this point, you know, I'm doing NFL International. I'm 
writing on the side for, you know, this website. And, and I'm also making sure that I'm interning for another website. And so I have multiple jobs again, which is why my friends always joke, like, you have so many jobs. Why do you have so many jobs? And I remember sitting there and this posting came up of this Lakers opportunity. Now, I know you guys are thinking like, wait, aren't you talking about NFL? Why are you making a sharp left? Well, because that's kind of how life takes you sometimes. And I know you guys can see on my resume, like I've worked for NFL Network, I work for the Lakers, I work for Dodgers Nation, Lakers Nation. And this job with the Lakers really did come out of nowhere. I was working at NFL Network. I was comfortable with where I was at. I was comfortable with my growth there. And this job posting came up on Twitter of all places for an in arena host and my friend Brandon McGinnis who used to sit diagonal for me knew of my aspirations to be on cam and he knew that's not what I was doing at the time he knew that I was just writing and kind of editing and so he really pushed me to apply for that job and I remember thinking like dude like I don't wear makeup like I don't do this like they're looking for a specific type of person and he said they're looking for talent and you have it so why don't you just apply it's not that hard to fill out an application (laughs) and Brandon if you're listening I appreciate you for giving me that extra push you would always joke that I always had to thank you whenever I talked about this Lakers job and so I'm working at Dodgers Nation at the time NFL Network and then I'm here chasing this Lakers job So I apply on Twitter. And the interesting about this, I haven't seen that job posted on Twitter like that ever again. And it was just the luck of fate that I was, you know, had some downtime surfing Twitter and it popped up. So, you know, I took the time, I fill out the application and then I really just forgot about it. That's my thing. I get so scared of rejection sometimes that I tend to just do things and then kind of just like run away. It's like when you when you send a risky text and then you don't even want to look at their response. It's just like, Ugh, like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know what you're going to say to me. And so I, I did that. I basically like literally del- not deleted, but I hid the email and I was just like, I don't want to think about this out of sight, out of mind. So then I get an email a couple weeks later saying that I was chosen to try out as entering a host for the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> and to my luck. The audition date was the day after one of my very best friends from college, her wedding, literally the day after. And I'm thinking, how am I going to prep for this? How am I going to prep for this and be a bridesmaid, go to rehearsal dinner, do X, Y, do Z, (laughs) do Z, and then be able to wake up, you know, do my hair, do my makeup eyelashes all this stuff get my stuff get myself ready to go to this audition because it's a wedding I was trying to have fun and then it was just like nope you got to be professional and so I remember that I debated telling my friend because I knew that she was gonna not think about it as much she's getting married and I was just like you're not gonna care about this she, she's an amazing friend but I'm saying at the time in the circumstance she was not gonna care about this and so I finally told her the morning of and I let her know like hey like I got this big audition that I have to go to so congratulations love you guys both I got a dip and so <laughs> she was so excited for me and it's not really a fun fact it's kind of embarrassing so at the time I didn't really know how to put on lashes And so the makeup artist the day before put on my lashes for the wedding. When I tell you that I slept in those lashes, 
and then use those same lashes at my audition bruh like I literally when it started lifting I just like did super thick eyeliner so you couldn't tell <laughs> because I knew that if I took it off I wasn't gonna be able to put it back on so anyways long story short I head to the audition I go to Starbucks I'm reading my lines I know that they want someone energetic they want someone that's knowledgeable they want someone that's gonna present themselves as authentic and so I went I did the audition and I remember walking out thinking like I didn't get that I didn't get that there's no way I got that I was nervous I'm pretty did I stumble did I say the right thing did I pronounce the right word like did I say his name correctly like I, I was just very second guessing myself and so I walked out and just kind of went home and forgot about it again I'm scared of rejections <laughs> I'm just sitting there and I just don't even want to think about it literally it was days because you know the NBA season was coming up and I get a phone call and I don't answer and they leave a voicemail and they're saying like hey uh we liked you we want you to be our in arena host for this upcoming Lakers season if you're interested please call me back when I the joy that filled my body it was it was something that as a kid I love I love the Lakers I love watching the Lakers I grew up watching them so to be part of their Lakers TV cast really meant a lot to me and and truly looking back on it was a big accomplishment now like I said people that know me I don't I don't talk about myself I don't I don't brag about anything that I've done or jobs I've I don't I I just that's not me but when I do reflect on it I know that that was a really big moment in my career and it was a really big moment for me to have put myself out there at a time where I was really comfortable where I was at and for me to put myself in a new realm I was really proud of myself and so I went ahead I did that you go in I met Lisa Estrada who used to be the director for the Laker girls now she's moved on to be much higher up within the Lakers organization and I was so excited to just walk into the building in El Segundo and get this opportunity with this team they let me know what games I was going to host and they let me know all this stuff. And then next thing I know was like, so just so you know, you will be live and you have no prompter. And, you know, we want to make sure that let me know what Lakers gear you have. We'll provide you with X, Y, and Z. And I'm just thinking, I'm sorry, live? I'm sorry, no prompter? I'm sorry, off my memory? Like, huh? Like, I don't even remember where I leave my keys. Sometimes I go downstairs and I forget why I went downstairs. And now you want me to... Okay. Whew. Okay. Usa. Let's get let's get this done. Now, I know the last time that it was just me and you guys talking... I went into big detail about the whole makeup and hair and all that stuff. And I, I'm not going to do that. But that was pretty much one of my struggles. And shout out to my girl, Rakita at NFL Network, who used to work the front desk. She would literally do my makeup for me every single time I had a game because I had to work in my Lakers schedule into my NFL schedule. Now, you guys know basketball and, and NFL season go hand in hand. So I would literally work from at NFL Network from about 7 to 3.30 the game would be at 7, so I'd have to be at the stadium by like 5.30. So between 3.30 and 5.30, I would clock out, go to the bathroom, change. Rakita would go on break. She would literally dedicate her break to doing my makeup in the bathroom at NFL Network. Like, that's how that's how I was hustling. That's how I was putting in that work. And I'm grateful to my friends and colleagues that 
help me like realistically and she would literally sit there and she would literally help me do my makeup in the bathroom sacrifice her break (laughs) to basically glamorize me and i would you know walk out and i'd go to the stadium and then i'd do the game from seven to you know whenever the game was over and then i'd go home and if there's a game tomorrow that i had i would do it all over again or i would just go to nfl network the very next day it was a lot at the time but for me i always needed to be in constant motion if i took time to think about how much i was doing it would probably overwhelm me and then i wouldn't do a good job at it And so I did the Lakers job that whole season and it was such a great learning experience because I had to do stuff off the top of my head because I had to realize that when I talk, there's a delay behind me. So I hear myself twice and I had to make sure I didn't get tripped up. I had to make sure I memorized stuff. I had to study. I had to do all kinds of things, develop a new skill set that I just didn't have before. And I'm grateful for them for pushing me to that challenge and allowing me to meet it and supporting me throughout that process. Now, to give you an idea of what I was responsible for after the pregame shows, I would do some promo reads for merchandise that we were give, you know, selling or giving out. And I was also in charge of some contests during <laughs> the game. So here's a snippet of one of the ones I used to run. Today, our Junior Lakers contestant is Victor. Okay, you'll have 30 seconds to make as many shots as you can. Each different spot on the court is worth a different point value. If you can score 10 points, you'll win a scholarship to Camp Lakers, where you'll get to meet Lakers players and learn to play the Laker way. Victor, are you ready? Okay, ready, set, go! Lakers fans, let's cheer them on! One point for Victor. Two points. You have 20 seconds. Now, sometimes the crowd would not be into it as much. And so it was my job to kind of bring that energy and cheer on the kids and make sure we get our promo reads done and all that stuff. One of my favorite memories from working as a Lakers TV host is that I am in charge of the half court challenge. Now, as you guys know, in some of the games during the third quarter, they would pick a fan to come do a half court shot for a chance to win whatever's in the pot, 25,000, 50,000, whatever it was. And so I remember this guy came up and I talked to him and he was a great guy. Now, did I think he was going to win it? No, (laughs) he was like this average guy, you know, glasses, bald head, kind of older. And I'm just telling him, you know, just go have fun out there. Don't worry about the crowd. Like, I got your back. I'm gonna hype you up. Like, you got this. Did I think he had it? No, I didn't. But he didn't need to know that. My job was to make sure he went out there confident to have fun. And I will say this was one of my first games doing the Lakers. And so this was probably my first, I think it was actually my first half court challenge that I was hosting. And we go out there. And this is the one part in the game where all eyes are on you. Now, for the most part, I'm in the background or you hear my voice, but you're not really paying attention because you're watching the game or you're eating or whatever. But this is the one time where like the lights are down, spotlights on and everybody's watching the court. So it was (laughs) it was my fault because I didn't think he was going to win. So I didn't really practice what to do. If he won, I was good on if he lost, but (laughs) I didn't, I didn't practice. And so 
I go out there. The players are watching. He's getting ready to shoot. He's going for $35,000 on this half-court shot. I was getting my lines ready on when he missed it because when you miss it, you do the three-point attempt to win, I think, like, a night stay at Mandalay Bay or something like that. And so uh, just just take a listen at my genius on the court. Congratulations, Drama! You just hit the big shot! Jackpot! Worth $35,000 courtesy of Bellagio Hotel and Casino. Do you have any- Now you hear me kind of trip on myself at the end because I realized that I needed to look at my notes on the side on if they won to read the the closing sponsor of Mandalay Bay and, and basically the tagline that's needed to be said. I was so hyped for him. I was so nervous because I couldn't believe he won. The players were going crazy. He's doing the ice in his veins uh mimicking D'Angelo Russell because that's how long ago this happened was when D'Angelo Russell was on the team and literally I go to the sideline and my boss is there and she's just looking at me like one she's like I'm so sorry because she was on the same page as me on we just didn't think he was gonna win and two she was just like you recovered but we, we need to work on that and so <laughs> I realized that it's important to be invested and caught in the moment But you can't let the moment distract you from what you need to do. And it's something that you do see when sideline reporters are reporting and something happens in the game. And they know to kind of stop talking to let that moment breathe so that the play-by-play guy can come in and and finish the call and then kind of go back to you. And that's basically what I learned in that moment. Now, it was a lot of fun. His name was Travis. Shout out to him. I hope that that $35,000 went a long way. And it was just one of those memories that I love. And that moment got featured on like NBA Instagram, on Twitter, ESPN Top 10. And you literally just see me in the corner running in a circle because I didn't even know where to go when he hit the shot. Like, you know, I was like, do I hug you? Do I like, what do I do? So I literally, I have it on my, I have the video on my Instagram page at Hernandez underscore LA. And you can literally see me in the corner, just running in a circle. And I reposted the NBA's post and it's just me running in a circle screaming, congratulations, Travis. And I just sound, I just sound crazy. Like I just sound crazy. Now I'm telling you guys this story because opportunities really do come out of nowhere. And you have to be ready to take those on and take the opportunity of learning to get uncomfortable, you know, because if you get too complacent, you confuse routine with commitment. And that's actually one of my favorite quotes that I've mentioned on this podcast before, because it's really easy to kind of get lost in in the routine and the safeness of that. Now, had I not applied that random day at NFL Network, had I not taken the chance to go to this audition that was the day after my one of my really best friend's weddings, I would have just thrown this opportunity to the side and all this stuff that happened in between wouldn't have happened. It's like one of those things when you go outside and you make a left or a right and that really decides how your day is going to go. That's what this moment was for me. And people always wonder, you know, how was it working for the Lakers? And I, I loved it. It was truly a dream come true for a kid like me growing up here in LA to be able to hold that microphone with that Lakers flag on it and represent a franchise that has brought me so much joy over the years. Now, I know that's such a politically correct answer, but some of the best opportunities, they're just that. Sometimes they are exactly what you thought they'd be. And people always wonder why I didn't continue with it. And it 
that 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 specific position was a trial basis which means that you you basically audition every year it's kind of like the laker girls you have to audition every year and i will say that when i went in for my audition i went in thinking that i had it in the bag and that was that was my mistake that i did because i went in there and and prior to this you know i really studied and i memorized and all that stuff and the way i looked i was like oh it's like riding a bike like they're gonna ask me the same stuff they're gonna you know i'm gonna read the same lines i got this you cannot do that to yourself you can't because you're just gonna trip yourself up even if you think you got it just prepare as if you don't and so i went in there and i the opposite happened when i walked out i was like oh i got that they're gonna call me they're gonna tell me to come back for another year and they didn't they did call me as a courtesy, I think, because I was the host last year. And they told me, like, yeah, like you didn't get it, but we appreciate everything you've done. And we really loved, you know, having you on the team. And I was heartbroken. You know, I remember getting that call at NFL Network. And I was really sad. But I took it as a lesson, like, you cannot take these things for granted. And you can't just think you have it because you've been there before. Once you get there, you got to work 10 times harder to stay there. Everyone says that the top is lonely, and it's not. It's just, it's full. And any chance they get to make room, guess what? You're going to fall off the cliff and have to start all over, start your climb all over. And so that's kind of how I tripped up myself. And it's something that I just will never let happen again. But you have to go through those growing pains in order for that to happen. I've always thought maybe I could, uh, you know, try out again. But I, I took that opportunity more as a stepping stone in my career and to let me know that I do have what it takes to be a talent on TV. I do have what it takes to be charismatic and my personality really does show and just to have my parents at the games and they would see me on the jumbotron and my mom would take so many pictures of me like that was that would like there's that's priceless to me and me taking on that opportunity really uh is really one of the best memories that I have throughout my career so far so long story short that's how I detoured from football (laughs) into my basketball life with the Lakers and it was something that I like I said was one of the greatest times I loved everything about it I loved going to the stadium I loved walking around Staples Center I just I loved everything about it so to close out this week's podcast it's just a reminder to let you guys know take every opportunity the worst thing that could happen is that they just tell you no And then guess what? You move on to the next thing. You move on to the next opportunity. But the chances of them saying yes brings so much with it that you have to just take the leap of faith. And I appreciate the people at NFL Network because they allowed me to kind of maneuver my schedule so that I could do this Lakers job. And when that was done, I went right back into basically being full time with them. Um, and and getting my work done there and getting my reps done there, which that story is for another podcast. So you guys are going to have to wait on that because my music is starting to play and we all know what that means. It means that I appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of Sportsish. You can follow me on Twitter at eHernandezTV and on Instagram at Hernandez underscore LA. I appreciate everyone who's been listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitch, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. I really do appreciate all the love and support that you have given Sportsish. And I will be back with another episode on Tuesday. So make sure you guys stay tuned and listen up because I will have a great episode for you guys. Until then, thank you so much for letting me borrow your ears for the hour.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.